for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 363 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We're live here every Friday night, usually at 1030, but whenever I work the late shift, we got to be here at 1130 at night. So if you're in the chat, appreciate you staying up late to check us out. Uh, of course, we're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, YouTube, uh, we're on the goingfor2.live uh, website, we're on all major podcast networks. Uh, of course. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that like subscribe button for us. It really helps us out. Um, I'm here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Tim Strobel. What's up, Tim? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be back for another week. Uh, and certainly happy to have Gerson back in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Of course, y'all know uh, Gerson uh, used to be a co-host on this show. Now he comes on as a guest. Um, G, what's up, man? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? I'm just... Uh, Winding down and um, like gonna have a couple of weeks off work and just enjoy life, man. Football been awesome though. I love football this year. Well, I might not play as much DFS as I want. I've, I've been playing a lot of prize picks, so uh, I know you're sponsored by Underdog. I play Underdog, but not as much as the other one because they're 25x. So I, I like more money, you know. Yeah, more money's where it's at. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, well, so we're gonna go ahead and like I mentioned, uh, you just mentioned that we are sponsored by Underdog. But if you play Prize Picks, we we still love you. Uh, but you can check out their uh, best ball leagues, huge tournaments, private leagues, and of course their Pickums, which everybody loves for all major sports. Use our promo code GF2 to get a deposit match up to hundred bucks. It's as simple as that. Download the app, use GF2 as your promo code, uh, and start drafting best ball teams. I know we're getting ready to go into best ball season here pretty soon. Uh, and obviously, you can still do your pickums. You got NBA pickums as well. If you don't, don't play NFL, you can do the NBA ones. So a little bit of everything over there, underdog. All right, let's go ahead and get into the rewind. The weekly rewind. 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 Usually, I let one of y'all go first, but I'm going to go first tonight because uh, I wanted to mention a, a one thing real quick. I'll give you my one good, one bad, but I'm going to give you my one really good. Uh, so my one good last week was Nico Collins. Uh, I said play him anyways. I know people are worried about Patrick Sertain. I said play him anyways, uh, especially you know after Tank Dell went down. He balled out, absolutely had a career game last week. So obviously he was my one good. I had a nice little game stack of that game as well that paid off pretty handsomely. Well, to be fair, he was balling out before Tank Dell went down. He was. I he think was. Tank Dell went in the second quarter, third quarter. Yeah, he was balling out he the was whole balling game. Out. In the first quarter, he had like he hit the high pick like 
Uh, yeah. Again, sorry, but he hit the hit, uh, prop right away. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I was. Uh, I, I saw on my phone that he had like a fifty-three yard catch because I wasn't in front of my TV. And then it happened again, like not that long later. And I was like, oh, I thought maybe it was like a mess up on the notification because it was like the same exact yardage. Um, and I was like, oh shit, this dude's already got a hundred yards, and it's the first quarter already. Um, my one bad was uh, was Josh Downs. Uh, you know, he had the thirteen targets two weeks ago, and I thought he'd be. Uh, in that same range this past week, um, definitely did not pan out. Uh, but my one really good that I wanted to mention, if you've been on my Twitter feed or on my Facebook, um, we did our shopping spree for the DFS for Toys contest. Uh, we raised uh, almost $2,000, so we went on a little fun shopping spree. Um, and then we brought all the toys to my daughter's school, who's doing a Toys for Tosh drive. And because we were the biggest donator, they invited us on their field trip to go drop off all the toys at the uh, the local firehouse. Uh, my daughter got to tag along and go see the firehouse and see the fire engines up close. Uh, about 30 kids in general. I think the the school raised about 600 toys total. Uh, we accounted for about 150 toys uh, in that in that range. So uh, a lot of fun, really cool thing that we did. So appreciate everybody that's in the chat that you know played in the contest, that donated and all that. So I uh, just wanted to shout that out. Now we can get back to the the regular rewind here. And uh, Gerson, why don't you go first here? First off, I want to give you a, a shout out, Jeff. You're a good guy, Jeff. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, if you were my dad, which you will never be my dad, because obviously you're like ten years older than me, and that's it. <laughs> but if you ever were, and I went on field, and you did that for me, and I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, I am the coolest person in the whole freaking yeah. grade. My daughter was you know, a celebrity because my uh, <laughs> they, they actually do a um uh, a news broadcast at my daughter's school, like they have like morning announcements, and they interviewed me. Uh, on the morning announcements too with my daughter <laughs> with me so yeah they she was a celebrity oh, hey. for a day <laughs> big daddy Jeff in the building. <laughs> yeah uh so my my good call and i thought i'm not on the show so but um i i was all over tyreek i pounced him on well honestly i tried to get the early value on props and whatnot obviously and I was all over tyreek i mean i saw his numbers going up and when i kept clicking the name over and over and over and Tyreek was my good call. Um, we mentioned our bad calls too. Yeah, right now. bad calls too. Yeah, uh, my bad call was the Eagles stack. I was all over Eagles. Um, it didn't really work out. Even in garbage time, it wasn't even all that exciting. I mean, I think that was the worst game I've ever seen the Eagles play in the last two years, to be honest. And Matt Proctor, to the 49ers, they took it personal. You know, like they did the whole Michael Jordan. You know, and they took yeah. it personal. Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch. It wasn't fun for those first two drives, <laughs> but then after we got got going, I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, Tim, what you got for your one good, one bad? Yeah, I'm also going to go with Tyreek. Uh, I'd already had him in there, so I couldn't think of something. <laughs> but he was my lock of the week last week. Obviously, that worked out. It's like last year, every time Justin Jefferson was my lock, you know, he'd go off. This week, it's Ty- this year, it's Tyreek. So, uh, but my one bad was Ramondre. Um, I was on him uh, in cash, and that really hurt me. He got like a 4.9 before he got hurt. hurt. You know, players get hurt sometimes, but looking back, it was probably not the best play. It just, uh, but it definitely burned me. Uh, yeah. I ended up falling a few points below the cash line. And when you have a 4.9, man, it's really hard to make any money. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I dodged that bullet, luckily, because I was trying to decide between him and, and cramming in CMC. Uh, I think I probably would have been fine because my my to, to go from CMC to Ramondre, I was going to go up to Debo Samuel, which would have been fine because he had three touchdowns. But yeah, uh, it ended up paying off either way. I, my my cash line did pretty well. So 
Yeah, going Ramondre over Debo in hindsight just looks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Debo, I mean, yeah, Debo was uh, was pretty insane. I, I think he was 6.2 last week. So if you played Debo, uh, and I was saying Debo was the one to play out of that group. So once again, I hit on the receivers. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, well, there's really only two uh, quarterbacks that we like sort of in this top tier. And uh, Gerson, you're the guest here, so why don't you take the, take one of them? Yeah, I mean, this is probably going to be the highest on game, uh, the highest targeted game, you know, for many positions, um, other than maybe uh, running back, right? But I'm going to go with Josh Allen. The guy scored 46 points last time he played against the Eagles. Um, he's the number one quarterback in, in fantasy. He's been the number one quarterback now for three years in a row. People don't realize that. But guy's a monster. Even when it's, when even when he has an ugly game, it's a great game. That's what I hate about him too. <laughs> but he can go out there and throw three interceptions, and he still goes out there and gets you forty six points. You know. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> in this matchup, we've seen th- these teams play each other what three times in the last three years yeah. at least in playoff or regular season. Well, I think last year it wasn't all that great. I think it was like a really low-scoring game. I mean, I think it went to overtime, right? I, I might be wrong. Yeah, no, it's but it was a low-scoring game. But I can't see this game not going over, you know, fifty in part total. You know, but I'm gonna have a lot of Josh Allen, but I'm gonna try to get different. You have to get different in this game, and I'm gonna talk about a couple of the stacks I want to do. But Josh Allen is just so good. He's probably the top. Highest floor next to what? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just not there this year. Yeah, it's probably the next, guy the next guy we're going to talk about has got a pretty good floor. Tim, talk, talk about the other guy. Yeah, just real quick before we move off Josh Allen, he is my top guy as well. Last two games against Kansas City, he's had over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So not a little bit of uh, defense versus uh, opponent or whatever, uh, you know, BVP, if you will. But yeah, I, I like that. But it's Justin Fields for me this week. Um, he's probably one of my favorite options. Uh, last three games against Detroit, he's had over 100 rushing yards. So clearly, you know, they're actually pretty good against running backs, but apparently they just can't catch Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, they've also become one of the teams that has given up some of the most passing yards over the last five weeks, uh, which we'll save for later. But uh, I'm going to like a certain stacking of op- uh, option of his uh, a lot as well. But I do think uh, Justin Fields, um, is somebody that if I could get to in cash, I really want to do it. I don't know if I can, uh, but his floor is insane at 6,800. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I heard it on the radio um, today. Uh, the, a, a linebacker for the Lions uh, is out, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, but I, I think that's a, that's a pretty big hit as well to that, to that, you know, just to the defense in general, but also to trying to slow down Justin Fields. All right, so those are the two guys I had in my top tier as well. So I'll kick off the uh, the mid tier, and I'll take you know I'll take my boy. I'll take uh, I'll take Purdy, Brock Purdy, uh, against you know at home versus Seattle. Alex Angeloni. What was it? Alex Alex Angeloni. I can't say the last name, but he's the linebacker out. Yeah, he's a big backer for them. Piece. Yeah, yeah. So they'll definitely uh, definitely be be a boost to, to Fields. So Brock Purdy at 6.5, obviously a lot more expensive than he has been in the past coming off that game he had last week. Um, But I do think he's still viable in this range. Now, he didn't play. uh, He played well. He didn't score a lot of fancy points last time that they played Seattle in Seattle, which was a a short two weeks ago. 
But we know the upside is there. We saw it against Philly, um, and I do think he plays better at home in general. Um, so I do think that Brock Purdy at 6.5, if you're not going to pay for Justin Fields, which it's pretty close salary, 6.8 versus 6.5, um, it's hard to it's hard to click Purdy when you, when you see Justin Fields there. But if you need an extra $300 for whatever reason, I think Brock Purdy is viable here in the mid-tier. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Tim. What do you got in the mid-tier here? Yeah, this is a guy I, I talked about last week. Um, I almost played him in cash, but I did get up to your boy Purdy. Uh, but now there's a bigger gap between them, and that makes me more enticed to play Russell Wilson. Um, he's been, as I said last week, he's been kind of quietly cooking. He had a you know a down game last week, and it was still 18 DraftKings points, which is more than the 3X that you need, uh, particularly in cash games. He had a 24 against the Chargers last year. And the Chargers have just honestly been bad on defense, right? They've given up a ton of points to quarterbacks. Um, I had it right here a second ago. Uh, of course, I lost it. But, yeah, they're one of the worst teams against quarterbacks. So, at 5,800, I think he's a real good value this week. Uh, 29th. 29th, yep. Yeah. So, that's what – yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you look at it, uh, only – Jacksonville on the slate gives up more points to quarterbacks than than the Chargers. So, like I said, 5,800, I think he's a real good value play, and he's still going to give you a floor of, like, 15 points. Yeah, he's he's basically Brock Purdy, but not named Brock Purdy. He's the, he's the price yeah. that Brock Purdy's been most of the year uh, and, and has a similar floor. So, yeah, I like that 5.8 price as well. All right, a well, very different person, but no one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as, not, as, far not as fantasy, fantasy points, floor, and price that Purdy's been all season, they, they're in the similar range. But yeah, you're right. Different players completely. All right, we'll move down into the in value. Real life, he made factory like, factory like Brock Purdy. In real life, people don't like Russell Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. All right, we'll move down into the value tier here because uh, I think your mid tiers, Garrison, we already talked about. But uh, go ahead and talk about the, the value that we have on the slate here at quarterback. Yeah, I like uh, Jake Browning. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look at that price tag and be like, oh, that, that's tempting, you know. I can fit in all the guys if I get 5,200. Now, this is not a cash game. I don't play cash game, and I wouldn't call him a cash game player. Um, he's very volatile. We, we just saw, we saw him do have a great game, right? Um, he scored 29 points, 6 15 points. That was the best um, point. I mean, obviously, his career high, but it's also... Uh, that would have been Joe Burrow's highest score this season. And with this team that he has, um, elite weapons, you know, Higgins, healthy, even though he's a ghost out there. Um, DeMar Chase, and then the tight end, they're getting a lot of work, you know. Yep. After Burrow got hurt, they kind of adjusted the playbook, and I think they're sticking it with Jake Browning. And Mixon has suddenly become CMC light, you know. <laughs> yeah. He catches balls out of the backfield, even though they're the, even though they're the worst. Green passes I've ever seen in my life. It's like <laughs> you're playing flag football and they throw it to him and he hopes he can just make a move, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, this this matchup is pretty good, too. It's top eight, you know, schedule adjusted matchup against quarterback. And this is the third highest total on the slate, 44 over under. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to take a chance on him in some GPP. Obviously, it's just to stack the game. Because um, we like the wide receiver on the other side. We'll probably mention him later on, but... You, then you can fit a lot of the of the of the guys, you know. But this is just GPP. Don't be getting cute, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. I actually do think he will be probably pretty popular in cash because he does rate as the highest point per dollar quarterback on most sites right now. Um, but I agree, he doesn't have the same floor that you'd get from like 
uh, Purdy or Fields. Um, but what I was going to say is that this is the rare week 14 Monday night misprice because yeah. I yeah. think if that if you know if this game would have been played Sunday afternoon or even Sunday evening, you know I think Jake Browning is 5800 right at least. So. Yeah, I think because of the pricing, uh, because of how well he did last week, and like you said, it's a good matchup against Indy, uh, he will be one of the highest-owned players on the slate. Um, I like the guy on the other side of that, Gardner Minshew. Uh, He's a guy I've played a few times this season. Um, I think that that game could get pretty interesting. Both teams play pretty up pace. Um, It has you know, a decent over-under, right, at, uh, what, 44, but – even Vegas kind of agrees because it opened at 40 and it come came it's up four up. points. Yep. So I, I think it's going to keep coming up through the weekend. I could easily see this being a, you know, 50 plus point game. Uh, and in that case, either Minshew or Browning, uh, one of them is going to smash. So uh, I think you definitely want some exposure to those guys. Uh, like Gerson said, if you, if you play mm-hmm. one of them, you can really fit in everybody else. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm with you. Um, I had the same guys in the value tier, so I will go ahead and just move right into tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? And I'm going to go ahead and hit the double drop. Lock, Lock it. it in. So it's not often that we uh, we do a, a lock it in for, uh, for the tight end position because we typically nope. like to pay down a tight end. But I will be locking in George Kittle this week. If you go back and look at his game logs, and all his big games have come at home. He had the one game against Arizona that Purdy only threw 20 passes where he had, I think, one DraftKings point. But if you look at all the rest of his home games, he's had double-digit fantasy points in all of them. Matter of fact, he's averaging, I think, 18 points at home compared to only eight points on the road. Uh, I think that's, you know, Kittle also likes playing Seattle. If you look at his splits versus Seattle, he had a bad game two two weeks ago. Uh, But again, they were up big and didn't need him. I, I do think that George Kittle... Uh, at his price point at 5.9, if you want to pay up at tight end, I like Kittle a lot. Uh, we've seen his ceiling, and it's just as high as Kelsey's ceiling when he really hits it. I mean, he's uh, you know had a 150-yard-plus game this year already. Um, I could see that happening again this, this week. So I love me some George Kittle at 5.9 this week. So he was my lock of the week. Uh, Tim, why don't you I pick can- one of the two you guys you got there? Yeah, I'm going to take the one that neither one of you had. And I was kind of shocked. This might be one of my favorite plays on the whole slate, and that's the Hawking Goat, TJ Hawkinson. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, Justin Jefferson's coming back this week. Nah, that's not the way you want to go, right? They've been doubling Hawkinson because they know it's Josh Dobbs' number one target. Justin Jefferson comes back. All that's going to do is draw coverage away from TJ Hawkinson. So at 6K, I think he's an absolute smash play, uh, very similar to where Sam Laporta was last week. Um, you can definitely get to the Raiders with the tight end position. And Josh Dobbs is going to be Josh Dobbs. He's still going to throw it to the tight end. I still think he's going to get six, eight, maybe 10 targets. And uh, he can absolutely show that he can break a slate uh, with this, you know, with this matchup. Yeah, uh, I like Oxen. I actually, uh, I like the the plays, all, all the plays that you have in your elites here, as well as Gerson. I just, because Kittle was my lock it in, I just left all the other guys yeah. off, let y'all talk about them. Gerson, you got another guy up there. I'm just going to mention Travis Kelsey. He's one of the guys you don't have to mention, but we're just going to mention him and move on. But you got one more guy, Gerson, to talk about in that uh, top tier. I heard his girlfriend's like a pop star singer or something like that. Well, I might be wrong. Um, No, uh, Sam Laporta, I think, in this game, um, with Angelo only being out, 
Um, I think the Lions defense is going to be a little weaker. And obviously, it's not the greatest defense, I would say. Um, and, and I think Justin Field might be able to open up that game environment a lot more than the last time they played. I think at the beginning of the season, Justin Field, well, he was injured and he was also in their first. I, did he play in his first game, in that first game against them? I, I might be wrong, yeah, but even if he did, they were the, Laporta didn't have like the rap, like he didn't have the volume. Now he's getting the volume and targets that he's gotten within the last yeah. month or so. I mean, Laporta right now, what, Jeff, he'd probably be a top three dynasty tight end. I know we don't talk fantasy, but the guy's been a big. Well, I For love, sure. I, 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 I didn't put Hawkinson because I saw you. Yeah, you put Hawkinson already, dude. Like, I'm like, <laughs> there you right. go. Um, but, That's what I like good call. but Laporta, I think, I think you can go back and forth with them and see the owner, like with the ownership and stuff, see which way it is. But I don't know which one's the highest right now. I believe, obviously, Kelsey's probably the highest on tight end. Uh, actually, I lied. No, uh, someone else. Uh, but Kelsey's higher than, holy crap, Hawkinson is only 3% yeah. owned. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's off. And then Laporta is uh, 1.7%. Yeah. So maybe like. we're talking some contrarian tight end right here. Maybe that's how we can be different in our build. But give me Laporta. It's going to be a target monster. And, and I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I mean, that ownership is just shocking to me. I thought he, they would be higher. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think there's three tight ends in between the 3.5 and the 4.3 range that are going to be probably the chalk, which is what's pushing yeah, the guys down. Uh, you got it, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And everybody wants to pay up at running back this week. So the other positions are getting kind of pushed yeah. down. Yep. 100%. So obviously, we'll talk about that. It's all about standard builds, right? But I love it. You guys know we've said it many times on this show. One of the best ways to get contrarian in tournaments is paying up for tight end. Yep. Right. We saw the Porto win tournaments this year. We've seen Hawkinson win tournaments. Obviously, we've seen Kelsey win tournaments. You guys want to get different. That's how you do it. 100%. Uh, we'll move down into that mid-tier, and there's one guy I'll talk about that is going to be one of the two chalky tight ends, and that's David Njoku. Um, yep. Had a bit of a down week last week, so people might be off of him this week, but he gets a good matchup with Jacksonville. He's still only 4.1. Uh, he was being heavily, heavily targeted uh, up until last week. Actually, still had six targets last week and was second on the team behind uh, the the GOAT, <laughs> Elijah Moore, who had like 12. Uh, most of them were like... Mm-hmm passes over his head but uh he did get 12 targets but Najoka still uh, i said second in the, in the on the team in targets at 4.1 still a good price they still want to get him involved and uh, i haven't heard the latest on uh amari cooper yet but i know he had a concussion issue i don't know if he's playing he's or not, not playing he's not playing i don't think he's playing if he's not playing i don't that helps, playing. helps the joke the report that i heard I don't think he's playing. Yeah, so that that definitely helps Najoku as well so he's he's one of those those chalkier tight ends at 4.1 Tim, who you got in your mid? Yeah, this one um, I put mainly as a stacking option, and that's Cole Komet at 4.3. Um, I mentioned how much I like Justin Fields this week. Um, obviously, he's a cheap stacking option. He's had a couple games this year, over 20 DraftKings points. So we do know that he does have that upside. Um, he didn't have such a good game last time against Detroit, only five DraftKings points, but he did have a 23 against them uh, last season. So. Uh, I do think it's possible uh, for him to have a you know really good game. Like I said, the way to attack Detroit is through the air. Uh, the wide receiver we'll talk about later, I think, will be a lot more popular. Um, so I think you can get Komet. Uh, he's not super low ownership. I currently have him as the fifth highest owned tight end, but 
uh, I still think he's in a good spot. Yeah, I, I agree. I have come out of my sheet as well. Uh, Gerson, talk about uh, the other rookie tight end that's had a pretty good season so far. Yeah, University of Utah, represent. Uh, Don Kincaid, man. Uh, the guy, well, he's a great athlete, number one. Uh, Josh Allen finally realized that, yeah, man, maybe I should just throw it to him. And he just, he makes plays, but it's the problem with Don Kincaid is that he's just like a catch and drop guy sometimes. Like, he just catches it and gets tackled right away. The only way, obviously, it's just like normal football if you're like on a streak and he just beat your guy. But I, I think this guy, he can take it to another level. I'm waiting. We've seen it. We've seen a glimpse of it, but not like, you know, not not Stan, not Stan Laporta level yet. Yeah, not Stan Laporta, not, you know, like even Travis Kelsey, I guess. But kind of hard to get Travis Kelsey level. I mean, when you're dating Taylor Swift, it's really hard. He's winning this game environment. Yeah. Definitely Kincaid in this game environment, I'm going to be targeting him a lot because you're basically getting a tight end for a wide receiver, mid-tier wide receiver price. I would not be shocked if this week is a double tight end week. I know there's a lot of good players at running back, but if these tight ends uh, blow up, especially in this game right here, Kelsey and Kincaid, that'd be, this game's going to be crazy. I think it's not, it's not going to be a slugfest like last year. This Bill's defense is not as good as people make it out to be. Yeah. I mean, they're six and six. I mean, if they lose one more game, they'll be okay, but still, that's an ugly six and seven, dude. Yeah. But And, and the Chiefs, I mean, they got to turn around. They want to make the Super Bowl run. Their offense hasn't been all that hot either. Hopefully, this is the game. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, I know the answer to this question, but I, I got asked this question uh, on Twitter, and I was just kind of curious to your thoughts. So there's a chance that Dawson Knox uh, gets activated before this game. Are you worried at all, Dawson Knox, taking anything away from Kincaid? No, because, I mean, when you draft Kincaid in the first round and you see what he has, the ability, what he's doing right now, Yep. I think they kind of realize, all right, Dawson Knox is just going to be a blocking tight end. You know, he can catch those little short route, but Kincaid, he's more of like a hybrid slot wide receiver. And they knew that when they drafted him, he was going to play basically like a slot wide receiver. Agreed. I mean, I think in solid football, he had the highest slot wide receiver grade for a tight end. Yeah, he's playing you know, a lot of so, snaps from there uh, as well. So. I don't, it's not going to affect me. Okay. Yeah, they were moving away from two tight end even before Knox got hurt. Yeah. Agreed. So I think this is this is the way they're going to try and play is a lot of three wide receivers with just Kincaid. All right. Move down into the uh, the value tier here, Tim, and you have another guy that's going to be pretty chalky. Is, he, is that the guy you want to talk about there? It is, yeah. He's probably the chalkiest uh, tight end on the slate. He may end up one of the chalkiest players on the entire slate, and that's Isaiah Likely at 3,500. He gets a matchup against the Rams, who are 27th DVP against tight ends. Um, Ravens have the, let me think, fourth highest total on the entire slate. Um it's just it's a really good spot, a really you know good way to get access to one of the highest totals on the slate. Um, I think that's why he will be so popular. And we talked about it. it's also a lot about builds, right? This week everybody's kind of looking to pay down at tight end. We talked about it. All the really popular guys are between three point seven and, and you know four point three. So um, I think you know we have him around fifteen percent. So I still think there's some leverage there in tournaments. Um, but I think he's probably your cash guy. Uh, which was my main point. Yeah, no, that's 100%. I agree. I think he played, what, 70% of the snaps last week, so he's definitely his show. 
Uh, you know, he I think he had four catches for 40 yards. If he had gotten a touchdown, then it would have been a much better stat line last week. So, yeah, at 3.5, he's still very much in play. So I, I love that call. Gerson, what do you got for your value? Uh, I have Tate on. Um, it's, I didn't really like I, I liked all the calls you guys had. I just wanted it to be different because I'm like, all right, if I mention their guys, it's just going to be. But Kate on to me, 3.1K. Um, the guy, if he gets the volume that I think he should get in this game, uh, he should hit that pretty well. And we think Kate on have 15 point games randomly, right? It's just like, to me, I would play the other guys we mentioned over Kate on. If he's more like that low owned GPP contrarian play, yeah. I mean, I like Likely, I like um, Brevin Jordan, and even like Inyoku because he's not that far off. I think he's four point one k, right? Yep. 4. So, yeah. but I mean, I'd rather play those guys over Kadon. Kadon is just more of a low ownership play. It's not really like a he's just going to be in my player pool if you know what I mean. When I run one fifty yeah. match, I narrow my tight end list to probably like six to seven guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Good call. Uh, I'm just going to mention the last two guys, Tim. Unless you wanted to talk about uh, talk about your guy at 3100 there. Yeah, Gerson mentioned him briefly. Brevin Jordan. Um, he obviously stepped into the Dawson, sorry, Dalton Schultz role last week. Uh, 75% of snaps. Uh, he was obviously Aaron sick call last week, which paid off. Um, he's 3100 this week against the Jets, which is a great matchup. Um, only the Cincinnati Bengals have given up more top 12 tight end games than the New York Jets. So um, I think the way that you, particularly with Nico, probably going to see coverage from soft, uh, Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. I do think that they're going to have to go to some of the secondary receiving options, uh, which sets up really well for Brevin Jordan. So I think if you're not playing likely in cash, you're probably playing either in Joku or Jordan. Jordan, yep, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for... Running backs. Running backs. All right. Uh, Gerson, why don't you kick us off here on the elite? I mean, we always say, like, the elite guy, like Travis Kelsey, you know, we don't need to talk about him. Uh, I don't think you really need to talk about Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey no. I mean, the guy's going out there and just owning. He's been owning the league now, what, like four years at least, five years? I know yeah. he played in the league longer, but, like, as that top, he's the top dog. I mean, CMT is the play. There's not very much to say. I mean, Brock Purdy loves him. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, head coach. What is your Yeah. He legit, like, wants to make him happy. Oh, yeah. dude, don't worry. We're going to get you a touchdown no matter what. <laughs> I don't care if we're up by, where they were up by, like, 20 points or something. Yeah. And his, his touchdown streak was on the line. They still try to find a way to get him the ball. Yep. Um, I think CMC is obviously the obvious play, but to me, uh, CMC, I mean, he has a great matchup. He exceeded 20 drafting points in 10 games this year, five more than any other running back, to give you an idea. So, yep. I mean, just the tier that you have between him with the other running back, it's way different. And in week four, he had 51 drafting points. I mean, yeah, yeah he's a pretty beast. insane, dude. Like, think, I'm going yeah. to go CMC. The only thing I will add to that, which I completely agree with everything Gerson said, is that in context of the slate, there's none of the really normal high price guys, right? There's no Tyreek Hill. There's no CD Lamb, right? Like CMC is kind of on an island. Gerson said not only is he on his own tier in terms of running backs, but I have him four points above the next nearest person, which is a wide receiver. 
So he's far and away uh, one of my highest uh, raw total player on the slate. Um, and I think we are, there's enough value. You got to, I agree. You got to play Christian McCaffrey this week. Yeah. You got to um, squeeze him in there. Tim, pick the other guy in our top tier there. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. And this is the one that I think is the biggest question mark on the week is whether or not Taysom Hill plays, because if Taysom Hill does not play, I think they're going to lean heavily on Alvin Kamara in this matchup against the Panthers. If they're 32nd DVOA, every team has picked on them. They've given up the most touchdowns to running backs. The only, only concern for Kamara is that if they get inside the five, it becomes Taysom Hill time. So if Taysom Hill is out, they're going to feed him. No, like basically, if you look at their red zone touches, nobody else on the team has hardly any except for Hill and Kamara. So like if Hill's out, it's his show. I could easily see 100 plus and two touchdowns, similar to what we saw Derrick Henry do last week. Um, so I, I, you know, we'll, we'll go back to old school DFS and play team jam them in <laughs> if Taysom Hill is ruled out because I will be playing CMC and Kamara. Yeah, I think I mentioned pregame as well that. Uh... Derek Carr is also, I think, uh, going to help his value. If Derek Carr is ruled in, he's checked down Charlie. So Kamara will not only get all the red zone and rushing attempts, uh, he'll get at least five to six targets on the check down. Uh, so Kamara could be in a very good good spot here for sure. Yeah, he got a full practice in today, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about yeah, Carr playing. Yeah, good stuff. Carr, 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 uh, Carr said a couple prayers to uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, <laughs> and uh, he decided to be like, all right, Carr, I got you. You're going to play. I know. I hope, he, unfortunately, Taysom Hill's prayers don't get answered this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well move. he is from BYU. So I'm I just know. I, yeah, he's got that direct line. I know. It's a problem. <laughs> All right. We'll move down into the mid-tier, and that's where we have our lock, lock it, it, it in. Gerson, you got the floor. Oh, man. I mean, it's been a roller coaster with this guy, right? Mr. B. John Robinson. I mean, we just saw Texas get into the playoff four. I mean, I bet he's like, I wish I could have been in there rather than with this bitch ass coach. Oop. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. You're good. Coach, uh, um, what's his name? Arthur Smith. But <clears throat> to give you an idea, I mean, B. John Robinson, he he, he has earned an expected fantasy uh, and he's 64% of expected fantasy points. And right now he's getting about 90% of the backfield work in the red zone in the last two games. In the first eight weeks, he only got 31% of the expected uh, backfield expected fantasy points, and then 38% of the red zone expected fantasy points. So the role has changed, you know. Um, he's finally like being the guy, but we know it is scary, right? It is scary. I understand that. But I'm going to go with my gut. And then Tampa Bay is also a major pass bonal defense. I'm not sure. If that matters with speed John, but we do know for sure that Vita Bea, um, probably their best defensive tackle, if not their best lineman, he's likely out. Um, I mean, he ruled out, and then uh, Devin White has already been ruled out. I mean, sorry, Vita Bea is questionable, but if he's out, that's even, even bigger. But he missed practice all three practices this week, so he's likely out. Usually, if you miss three practices, you're out. Um, Bijan has turned into a workhorse. I mean, Arthur Smith finally got his head out of his ass. I don't know how many ass he has, though, because, <laughs> I mean, freaking Kyle Pitt, B. John Robinson, Drake London. I mean, you, you're messing up good stuff, man. Um, but he's under 23. He's added 23 total opportunities 
per game since he in the last three games. So yeah. I'm going to have a lot of B. John Robinson, 6,500. I think that's probably the cheapest we're ever going to get him from here and on. I agree. But I, 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 I kind of like, like, you know, how do you say it? Like you shiver, you kind of squint a little bit. Like, what do you yeah. call it? Um, it just you know, drop your shoulder a little queasy. Yeah, you feel a little comfortable saying that because it's Arthur Smith. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be. I, I, I do. I put all my money. If I go to Vegas right now, I put a hundred bucks saying that Arthur Smith is going to get fired at the end of the season. Yeah, with all the talent he has. Arthur Smith has been playing the long game. He's, you know, given all these opportunities to B. John Robinson so that he can come out this week and play Tyler Algier uh, 80% of the snaps. He's been playing the long game. Dude, <laughs> he can play the long game, but next year's quarterback class is not as good. Yeah. This year's quarterback class is loaded. Agreed. All right, uh, let's move down into the uh, the mid-tier here, and I'll kick off the mid-tier. I did have B. John on my sheet as well, so good call on that. Uh, but I have I have a, a guy that's probably gonna be lower owned. Uh, I know the Chicago defense is pretty good, but David Montgomery. I don't know if y'all knew this or not. He has scored a touchdown in every game that he has started and finished. Now that's you know the one game he got hurt. Obviously didn't score a touchdown, but he's got at least one touchdown in every game he's played this year, uh, except for the one game he got injured. He's at six point four. I know Chicago's run defense has been very good, but I think this Detroit offense is pretty good as well. Uh, and they will give him the ball when they get down close. I know Gibbs is also there, t- still t- touches away, but uh, I do like Demont to, uh, to to pay off his salary at six point four this week. So uh, he is on my mid tier list. Yeah, him and Gibbs are both under five percent. I think they're both excellent plays. Um, I'm just going to get the chalky guy out of the way real quick, and that's Zach Moss. He was last week's free square. It didn't really work out unless <laughs> unless you were the millionaire maker winner who literally hit like every other spot. Yeah. Um, but I'm going right back to Zach Moss this week. We talked about it many times before on this show. Uh, matchup matters. Volume matters. Uh, and in this case, he had a bad week. You shake it off and you move on, right? That was a shout out to the chat, by the way. Um, but yeah, 5,900, he's still too cheap. Uh, I talked about uh, Kamara. Um, I think that I'm probably going to end up jamming in three running backs, particularly in cash this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think you start your cash lineups with CMC and Zach Moss. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere, too, that he had uh, Zach Moss had seven red zone opportunities, which you nine. Know, nine. It was nine. Wow. I looked at I was going to mention that he had nine red zone touches. Yeah, you love that. So that, that definitely I think he's he's in play for sure. Gerson, what you got uh, on your mid tier? I just want to say, guys, for Zach Moss, like we have to forgive him, like forgive and uh, forgive and forgive. Don't yeah. be that guy that said, "What have you done for me lately?" I mean, we all remember the first time we drank a beer. We were like, "Eh." <laughs> then after that, now look at us. We're drinking beers on the show, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for Mitchell, um, Zach Moss, uh, but I'm going to well, Rashad White. I know he's a little because I see the 5.9k price, but. <laughs> but that's a thousand dollar more i mean for rashad white the guy's getting volume and that's what i want in my running back a guy that gets volume 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 this game environment they're gonna have to play catch up i don't think they're gonna be able to keep up uh they're gonna just toss the ball to him he's been getting he he's basically like he, he's not a great runner i'll tell you that and jeff knows it's like he, he he's like a plotter you know yeah, but he can catch the ball, and we look for we look for usage, and he's been one of the higher usage running back in the last uh, four weeks. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons defense is not like 
crash anymore in case people haven't noticed it's actually uh i think they're ranked like top 12 right yeah they're, i they're could be wrong but versus the run I, I can look it up yeah but they're actually pretty decent but i'm looking more for like a pass catching running back right here and the guy i if you guys realize like when they go to the goal line they use him quite a bit too he's like a red zone weapon so i'm gonna i'm gonna be on him um i think his ownership wasn't even that high either if i'm correct no. i think i yeah, uh, so I got it at around ten percent. For the record, Atlanta yeah, so. is uh, is tenth DVOA versus the run. So yeah, they are. Pretty yeah, good. they're a pretty solid defense, and and a bit like I'm going more for the pass catching role with yeah. him. There's a lot of I, I'm I'm going for the pass catching role, but I don't know. I just think that if I want to, I have to get different this week. And the yeah. way you can get different is that running back because everybody's going to play PMT. Everybody's going to play. Zach Moss, everybody's going to play B. John Robinson, and yep. probably one more guy we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, and for the record, I went and checked on FTN. So Atlanta, like I mentioned, is 10th DVOA versus the run, but they are 31st DVOA versus the pass-catching running backs. Uh, yeah. So you're, you're going to get that advantage there with Atlanta because people are going to look at that run defense and think, okay, I'm going to avoid this, but uh, they are giving up quite a bit to pass-catchers out of the backfield, so that's a good call. Uh, let's see, Tim, you want to mention your, your guy there in the mid tier? I do. And talk about a guy that makes you shudder a little bit. This is a guy I never really like to play, and that's Joe Mixon. Uh, but he has such a good matchup this week against the Colts, 29th DVOA against the run. Uh, we saw last week that when they got in, you know, into the fire yeah. specifically, it became the Joe Mixon show. Uh, but what was really surprising to me, and you guys know I've said this many times on the show, running back targets are a quarterback stat. And last week, Joe Mixon had seven targets in addition to his red zone work, five uh, red zone rushing attempts. So that's like the role we're looking for, right? Usage in the past came, 20-plus opportunities, um, favored, they're at home. He basically, what we call a five-box running back, right? Shout out Al Smizzle at 6,100. And uh, running, yeah. The five-box Check the five boxes. Check the five boxes. Oh, I thought you said something else. I'm like, okay, so go it, on. Anyway, yeah, I just, I, I never am comfortable playing Joe Mixon. He usually never has two good games back to back. So if you're willing to overlook that part of it, all the other boxes get checked by Joe Mixon this week. Yeah. All right. I'll just mention the last two guys in our mid tier. I have Javante at 5.8. I've, I've given up on the breakout for Javante, but I think at 5.8 uh, in this matchup. Dude, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> just give some help. Just give it up. Stop. Right? I, I can't, I can't yeah, give him up, man. I need some help. Yeah. yeah I, I need some help. I need to go to like AA for Javante because I, I you're, can't. You're, you're lucky what you did for your daughter was in good grace, but I'm trying to help you here. Yeah. Stop, no, I'm, I'm stuck on Javante. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and Tim has, has cook at 6,000 also in the mid tier. Let's move down into the value tier. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious, Tim, cause you got both of them listed there. So I want to hear your thoughts on, on the, the two guys from the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. The big news today, obviously is Pacheco was ruled out. Um, I, I think that CEH will be chalkier, but I actually think McKinnon's the better play. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the, the chiefs are going to struggle. He talked about it a little bit with Patrick Mahomes. I think there's a real good chance that the Buffalo bills get up early in this game and Kansas city is basically yeah. throwing the whole time. Um, I don't like in games, CEH is when he has played well, it's because they've been way ahead and he's getting 15 or 20 touches. 
But every time he gets game scripted out, uh, they are like, just sit on your bench. You got your eight touches. You're good. We're keeping in Jarek McKinnon. So um, if I had to pick one, it would be McKinnon. Normally, you would think it would just be an absolute lock to play one of these guys. But I don't think it is. Um, I think there's a guy I'm going to talk about here in a little while um, that I think is the, is the guy you want to play on this side. Um, but I do think McKinnon does give you a lot of upside because of his pass catching role at 4,800. So gun to my head, pick one. I'm going McKinnon. Yeah, I like that call. And I think McKinnon is used uh, on the passing down work, obviously, but because he is also a better pass blocker than CEH is, CEH has just yeah. not been. He, he, not only can he not block when he gets in position, but he forgets to get in position sometimes and gets Patrick Mahomes killed. So you do that once or twice and they're going to put you on the bench and you ain't going to see the field. So uh, I agree 100% that McKinnon's probably yeah, just the play. One quick thing I wanted to add to that. So far this year, Jarek McKinnon, 26 targets, CEH, 9. 9, yeah. It's <laughs> agreed. He's just, he's just, they don't just use him that way, man. Um, I'm just going to mention the two other guys I have that you don't have, Tim, uh, and then I'll have you mention your guys so we can move on to receiver. Uh, Jerome Ford versus Jacksonville, just a good matchup and a good price, a uh, good pivot off some of these other guys. They'd be a little bit chalkier. And then I have a very, uh, you know, and Jamie's in the chat. I saw him. I'm going to mention his boy, Roshan Johnson. Uh, he's been the uh, the conductor of that train. Now, it's a little bit risky because I think that entire backfield is now healthy. Uh, so you can't really say for sure. But Roshan Johnson, for the first time uh, all season, uh, led the team in snaps last week. Uh, as far as running backs go, I think he had 70% of the snaps. Uh, but Khalil Herbert is back. Dante Foreman is there as well. So they're probably going to mix in all three of them. But I think Roshan Johnson, if I'm if I had to pick one of the three, I'm taking Roshan. And then Tim, you had you just gave Jamie like a big old like orgasm of his life, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jamie's glad. Jamie loves Roshan. Does, this guy, he, he sleep with like a uh, voodoo doll. Roshan <laughs> like poking him when he gets a yard per carry. <laughs> so. I feel like Jamie in the chat just named every Taylor Swift song that I'm aware of, except for the one that relates to my next play, which is Blank Space, because if anybody can find some Blank Space, it's Keaton Mitchell on the Ravens. This dude is absolutely electric. And this week, it is going to be a rain game in Baltimore. There's a 100% chance of rain. Jeff, I know you kind of live in the area. Maybe you can touch on that. But everything I've looked at said this is going to be a rain game. They're going to rely heavily on Gus and on Keaton Mitchell. And you're asking which one of these guys do I think could go off for 20 plus? Uh, I'm going to go with Keaton Mitchell. He's yeah. a little cheaper. He's a lot more explosive. Um, and you know his target. I, I was looking this up uh, while Gerson was talking. His snap count has gone up almost every week. Yeah. Right? He started off around like 18 percent, 24 percent, 36 percent, 46 percent. Now he's playing more snaps than Gus, Gus Edwards. So everything's trending for him to have that rookie breakout post by where he just has, you know, 25 plus DraftKings points. Yeah. And just to go on the weather thing, it definitely is supposed to rain here. We actually had plans to go to a light uh, festival, you know, for Christmas and all that. And we canceled our plans a week ago because they were already saying it's going to be a washout all Sunday. So it's going to rain all day and be absolutely miserable. So, yeah, that's a good call on Keaton Mitchell for sure. All right, let's get to receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right, Gerson's raising his hand here. So, Gerson, why don't you kick it off here? Dang, I, I thought he didn't realize that I have another running back. By it. But I have I have a joke on... on, on you got to let me say my jokes, dude. First off, when it comes to weather concerns, when you're looking up Washington, D.C. <laughs> and Washington, 
Make sure you're looking up the Look right that. area. Yeah. Hey guys, I don't know what what they're talking about. It's clear weather in, in Washington D.C. <laughs> Inside joke, but and then um, yeah. you got you got to explain it now because our mutual joke is. I don't know any Taylor Swift song. The fact that you know <laughs> Taylor Swift song is amazing. Like. If you were to put a Taylor Swift song on the radio or anywhere, I'd be like, I don't know the name of it. Like, I really don't. I've never, li- I've listened, I've heard it, but I don't know the name of them. So shout out to Tim. <laughs> All right, Gerson, go ahead and give us one of your elite receivers while we're at it. Um, so I'm not going to steal your guy, Jess. And even though you didn't put him on your list, we know he's your guy. So we're just going to let you talk about him, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with Michael Pittman, man. I love what he's doing this season. Uh, even though the reason why I think he's elite is his price, seven point three k. Again, heavily targeted, and we talked about it. Forty four over under the over, but the the total has been going up. Like Tim said, I think um, with no Jonathan Taylor, this offense looked a little different. Obviously, but we we depended on Zach Moss last week. It didn't work out. They went to Pittman. They went to down, but obviously he couldn't come down with target. Um, but I think Pittman right now, his value at 7.3K, he's playing like an elite wide receiver. A lot of people don't want to give him the credit, but he is in his contract year. So I think he's going to keep playing that level. I love the matchup. I mean, cornerback wide receiver matchup is up there in top five for me. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him. And the ownership kind of says it too. You're going to have... You're not. I don't know if a lot of people are going to be able to pay for the elite pricing at wide receiver this week. You have CMC, you have Bijan, you have Kamara. You want to fit those studs. Those guys are going to get opportunity. I mean, the only other wide receiver that I feel comfortable with is Stephon Diggs, and that's because in the game environment he is at eight point six. Stephon Diggs can legit break the slate. We know that, but it's just crazy to say that you want someone other than CMC to break the slate, you know? Yeah. But that's just my thought of profits with my roster building right now. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like Pittman as well. He's one of my favorite plays as well in this, in this. Say he was your lock of the week last week. You were all over that one, but not just your lock of the week, but you called out that Tennessee was going to get ahead on the back of Derek. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Tennessee was going to get ahead on the back of Derrick Henry and they were going to have to throw a million times to Pittman. And I was like, God damn, Jeff called the whole thing like exactly <laughs> the way it was going to happen. Um, so I'll tell you what I didn't think was going to happen, and that's what Gerson kind of touched on a little bit earlier, is that Jamar Chase found a way to get through to Jake Browning. Dude, just get me the ball. Find a way to get me the ball. I will make stuff happen. And so I'm going to – I love Pittman this week, but I'm going to definitely have some Jamar Chase at 7,600, particularly in my Browning stacks. Uh, can he repeat the performance from last week? Probably not. Uh, but they still get an excellent matchup against the Colts. Uh, who have been very giving to number one wide receivers. Um, so I think, you know, he's got that that slate-breaking upside. Um, again, I think Pittman will be much more popular. Um, let me look up what I have for their their percentages. But I, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to be very highly owned. Yeah, I have him around 9%. So at that good point, I think, I think he's a great – I think he's a great play. I really do. Yeah, good call. We had a question in the chat real quick. Uh, Alave, have y'all heard anything? I, I heard he had the flu, so I, I think he's going to try to play through he's, that. He, he's going to play. 
Yeah, I'm glad we Yep, I agree. Trust me, if you have the flu or the cold, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, now soccer, that doesn't exist because they play in a foreign country and they have different kind of stuff. I don't know. And they fake injuries when they get down. So, <laughs> yeah, they have stuff to get you over a flu and cold, man. Yeah, they do. All right. Uh, so we will stick in the elites here. And this is a guy that has largely been known as a, as a boom bust kind of guy. Uh, but lately, I mean, find somebody that loves you the way Baker Mayfield loves Mike Evans right now. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. absolutely crushing it lately. Uh, 10 targets, 12 targets, 12 targets, 9 targets, 25 points, 32 points, 29 points. Uh, absolutely crushing it. Uh, I don't think I've played a, a Mike Evans a, a single time this entire season, and I don't know why I haven't. Uh, but at 7.7, so he's right in that little range with, with you know, with Chase, obviously, and Pittman. Uh, if you want to be different and play less chalky, I think Mike Evans is the way to go. He always gets overlooked, even by myself. Uh, I didn't realize how much he'd been putting up lately until just this past weekend. So uh, I love me some uh, Mike Evans this week against the. So you know, you know how you said find someone that likes Mike Evans more than Baker Mayfield. There's a guy named Jeff Lambert. He used to write articles <laughs> for Game for True. Yes. I think he might love Mike yes. Evans more than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, it's, in DFS, I never played him as much because I was afraid that I'd be on the wrong side of my. Mike Evans, but lately he's been he's been absolutely smashing. Uh, so. I don't know. We might have somebody in the value tier wide receiver that might be more the apple of somebody's eye than than even uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, you might be right. Hundred <laughs> percent. We're going places, guys. All right, so let's see. Uh, trying to move along here, I'm going to mention a couple more of the elite guys. Uh, the Sun God, eight point two versus Chicago. Obviously, he's always in play. Uh, I think Gerson alluded to uh, Keenan Allen earlier. I think he's also in play uh, 8.6. He also mentioned uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Gerson's got literally every uh, elite receiver. He's got Justin Jefferson and Debo Samuel there as well. Uh, Let's move down to to the mid-tier, Tim. Who you got for your mid-tier? So this guy was almost my lock of the week, but the last time he was my lock of the week, he stunk it up. And so I kind of am like, I'm not going to do that to him again. Uh, And that's DJ Moore. I absolutely love him in this spot. I talked about it. Detroit has given up the fourth most points to wide receiver over the last four weeks. He is Justin Fields' number one guy at 6,500. Even a couple weeks ago when they played, um, he had 22 DraftKings points. But the more important part for me uh, was that the volume was there, right? Uh, 13 targets last week, nine targets in the last game against Detroit nine targets against Carolina. It's been really consistent. I feel like you're getting a 7,000 plus wide receiver at 6,500. Yep. So um, yeah, DJ Moore, absolutely one of my favorite plays on the whole slate. Yeah, I think with his last game versus Detroit, he had what, seven for 96 and a touchdown. And that was in Fields' first game back from injury when I think Fields yep. only threw the passes like like 25 passes, but I think 10 of them went to DJ Moore. So uh, yeah, he, I like him a lot as well. Uh, and let's see, Gerson, give me, uh, give me one of your mid tiers and then I'm going to hit the drop. I mean, I'm going with, uh, Garrett Wilson. I know it's not looking pretty, but I'm, I'm going for him more for the talent that he has and what he can go out there. Uh, the matchup to me, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Zach Wilson's likely to start, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. He, he's definitely starting there. I mean, they're not going to, uh, Tim Boyle gone. I don't even know. I can't even name the other, card, the other quarterback behind him, probably. But uh, that Simeon, goes right? in like to start. Is it uh, Trevor he, Simeon? He slinked. Who? I thought it was Trevor Simeon, but I could be wrong on yeah. that. Yeah, it, it's Simeon, yeah. 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 Uh, he ain't starting on with that quote. I mean, 
Um, unless you want a bunch of New Yorkers killing Robert Sauer, you know. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I seen the New Yorkers. I don't really want to deal with them. But Gary Wilson at 5.5K is ridiculous, man. That's, that's the low. I don't think I've ever seen him that low since, like, opening season, like, when he was a rookie, yep. when he was probably like 4K or something. I mean, the guy is so talented at 5.5K. I'm trying to get contrarian with him. I don't know how much I'll have him. I'll probably have like 10 to 15%. But there's so many other good plays. Um, I, think I was kind of shocked that he's coming up as the highest owned wide receiver. And obviously that may change before we get to Sunday, but I was a little shocked by that. Yeah. I think he's a good play, but. Man, he's ownership is rid- ridiculous. Yeah, and it's because of that price. Oh, point. What? Wow. Yeah, I know. I was I was really shocked. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, oh, it is against Houston, though. I mean, yes. that's a high that's a high pace environment. So right, it is against Houston. So that's for sure. I can see that. And and you know they're gonna have to play catch up. Houston defense is not all that great on their pass defense, obviously. And we've seen them get into shootouts with other teams. I love. By the way. I got to give a special shout out to the Texan. I mean, you guys had balls to yeah. do what you did. <laughs> you know, a double. I don't I don't know how you did that, but good luck. But it's working out. CJ Stroud is paying off for sure. Yep, agreed. Yeah, Will Anderson's a beast too. All right. And yeah, uh, Gerson had so many elite tier receivers that I almost missed uh, Tim's lock of the week. Lock, lock it, it in. So I mentioned the big news is Isaiah Pacheco is out. Uh, Everybody's scrambling to decide if they want to play Clyde over to Lair or Jarek McKinnon. But the right play is Rasheed Rice at 5,400. His volume has increased every week. He had more targets last week than Travis Kelsey. Uh, And I said, you guys know I love escalating snap counts. 57%, 67%, 69% over the last three weeks. He is their number one ride receiver. Uh, he's really the only person outside of Travis Kelsey that's getting targeted in the red zone. Um, he is set up for an absolute smash spot this week. Um, I told you guys I could easily see him going over 100 yards in a touchdown. You know, 5,400, that's just too damn cheap. So uh, the game script, like I said, I expect the Chiefs to be behind, have to throw the ball. Uh, you know, he's probably my favorite stacking partner with Patrick Mahomes. He will be pretty chalky, uh, but I think for really good reason. Uh, if the Chiefs are able to stay in this game, it's probably going to be on the back of Rasheed Rice. Yeah, one thing I'll say, because you mentioned Pacheco is out, so the, the Chiefs kind of switched their their whole game plan this season, you know, going a little bit more run-heavy, playing really good defense. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, their defense has struggled a little bit. Now, obviously, Pacheco is going to be out. They're going to go back to old-school Patrick Mahomes slinging it, and I think Rasheed Rice is going to be the one to benefit from all that. So, yeah, that's a good Yeah, call. but... Can we say that they their defense struggled a little bit because they've been out of so many times? Yeah, I mean that offense that is definitely not looking could be good a, at all. That definitely could. I be mean that either. offense. I think they scored. Uh, what's it called? I think they scored less than twenty points the most in the last four weeks, five weeks, than they have in the last three years. Yeah, yeah. with Patrick at the helm. Yep. So I mean, I do, I do respect what you said, Jeff, but it just it makes me wonder. Like this game could go either way. I mean, it can go very, very good, and it can go very, very bad. Yeah. But I love the Rasheed Rice call. I honestly think Rasheed Rice can have a 25-point game in this game. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that he's going to have it. I'm just saying I believe that he could have it. He has that upside. Yeah. 
All right, I'm going to just mention the guys I have in the mid-tier so we can move on to the value. Uh, I had Sutton, who did well for me last week. Uh, I know it was a big decision I had to make. Thanks to Gerson for uh, for shouting out on the chat that I should go Sutton because it paid off. Uh, Zay Flowers uh, at 5.7, I like. And uh, we also had Gabe Davis at 5.8. Uh, Tim has Gabe Davis in there. Yeah, big game Gabe. I'm feeling it. Yeah. All right, let's move down into the value tier, Tim, and I'll give you the the floor here because you, I think you were talking about this guy when you when I was talking about Baker Mayfield loving Mike Evans. I am, yeah. Nobody we talked about it at top. There's nobody who who loves a wide receiver more than Joe Flacco loves Elijah Moore. Like it's just like the it's the Bugs Bunny like hard eyes, you know, like <laughs> yes. yeah, as much as you can hard eyes for another you know dude or whatever. But yeah, that's what they have, the relationship that they have. Um, Twelve targets last week. I looked it up. He had the second most air yards in the entire league last week. Just absolute ridiculous numbers. Yes, some of them were four feet over his head, uh, <laughs> but there's no doubt Flacco, particularly once Amari Cooper went out, Flacco was looking for more on basically every drop back. So, um, you know, if we know, I think Joe Flacco is going to start. Um, we haven't officially been told, I don't think, but assuming Flacco starts, I think Elijah Moore is an absolute lock, particularly in cash games. Uh, that volume, you know, is just insane at that price. So, um, yeah, I, I, if DTR starts, I'm a little hesitant, but he's so cheap, man. And particularly with Cooper, I'm not going there. Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, but if, if Joe Flacco, it's just, it's just an auto lock, right? Like, yeah, Kevin, that's his name, right? Kevin Stefanski. If he comes out and he's like before Sunday morning, Joe Flacco is going to start. Just, just lock in Elijah Moore, man. Yep. This might be one of those times, and we'll talk about another guy here in a second, where you might want to leave yourself $100 to be able to make a last-second swap so you don't have to redo your whole lineup. Yeah, good call. Uh, the other guy I have in the, the value tier, um, I'll go with JSN uh, at 4.1 versus my 49ers. I mentioned on the show quite a few times that uh, the slot Damn. is a spot that we uh, struggle in. Uh, we've gotten a little better. They've done some shifting around. They move Aubrey Thomas outside. They move uh, Lenore inside. So it's been a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, but we do still struggle in the slot. And at 4.1, JSN has been coming on pretty strong lately. Uh, that price is just way too cheap, I think. So I, I think JSN could have a monster game against us uh, at a very, very cheap price. So JSN is my my value. And I guess I must have sniped your guy there, Gerson. Did you like JSN as well? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you, Jeff and Tim. I mean, I have a question. So I'm asking for a friend named Jason McGuire. Um, kind of looks like you. Kind of looks, uh, like, kinda you. looks like me. <laughs> Maybe it might be his brother that actually asking the question. Um, are you worried about Gino's injury? Like the picture they did and everything? Like, do you think he's going to be okay? Like, like with the Seattle so team? Like, I've, I've heard. You start that- him in fantasy. Can you start Gino in fantasy? I would be worried yeah. about starting Gino in fantasy. I, yeah, I, think I don't know. I've heard I've heard more and more rumblings of Drew Locke potentially getting the start here in this game, which could throw a I'm lot gonna, of things off. I'm gonna go freaking go. I mean, Jason Friend's definitely gonna have to go adjust. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, got I am not feeling good about Gino this week. Yeah, um, um, just real quick, so we can move on. Oh, go ahead, Gerson. So I have London, but again, I'm gonna make it very short. I don't feel great. It's Arthur Smith and it's Desmond Ritter. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Let's get the defense. 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 All right, uh, Tim, take it away. 
Yeah, I think the chalk defense this week is going to be the Cleveland Browns 3K. They get Jacksonville with C.J. Beathard. Uh, to me, that's just too good a spot. Um, Jacksonville is basically number one in the league in defense in a number of defensive categories. But most importantly, uh, they give up very few touchdowns. So uh, I, I haven't I haven't pulled it up real quick right here. Uh, Jacksonville is projected 15 uh, total. So that's just too damn cheap. Um, the only other team I had is if you have an extra $400. I also really like the Ravens in this spot. Um, I mentioned it's going to be a rain game. They get Matthew Stafford coming across uh, for a 1 p.m. game in the rain. Um, he has he has traditionally not played well outdoors or specifically in bad weather. Um, so I think this could be, I mean, and we know the Ravens are arguably, if not the Browns, the Ravens are probably the best defense in the AFC. So. Uh, I think this is a really good matchup. This is a week where you might want to try and find the extra money to pay up for defense because they're just both in such a good spot. Yeah, I like both those defenses as well. Um, Gerson, pick one of your defenses since you listed all the defenses. <laughs> well, I have to when Cam knows the real the the he, nobody listens to anybody else but Cam for defense. So <laughs> no, no, I, no, I, I will. I will say, hold on, let me stop real quick. Because you're 100% like I said, right. Nobody listen to G. They only listen to Tim. So stop. Let's stop the chirp for Tim on defense. Go on. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is last time you were on the show, I poo-pooed your Denver Broncos call, and then they ended up upsetting the Chiefs and being like the oh, number yeah. one defensive oh, player. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Denver's defense. So, What's up? Good uh, call I, of the week. <laughs> I am giving you the floor, Gerson. What defense should we play? Well, it's actually based on the – um, so based on Geno Smith, so if he doesn't play, if Drew Locke plays, I think I'm going to have a lot of San Francisco 49er defense. Ooh, I, I mean, 3.7K, obviously going to pay for seven more K. I mean, seven more. Yeah, $7,000 more than the Cleveland Brown, but it might be worth it. I mean, Drew Locke is not that great of a quarterback. I think, I think to me, Geno is like um, kind of like an Alex Smith clone. He's a very, you know, let's just get it done. But Drew Locke is more like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, boop, sorry, first F bomb. <laughs> and then boom, you know? And DK Metcalf, while well, he had a tremendous game and he decided to do sign language and all that, you're not going to be able to do that with Drew Locke, dude. Like, I mean, and the, the game, I think the total has been going down, too, if I'm correct, for the. Because yeah, um, they all think Drew Locke's going to play. <laughs> Yeah, it's because of the Drew Locke yeah, news. So, I mean, I mean, I go with them. I do want to say the New York Jets are very interesting at two point nine k. They're two point nine k for one of the top defense that we've been all season. Yep. But obviously, with Zach Wilson back, can they maintain that? I mean, it's hard because we know Zach Wilson; he can turn the ball over any time. But two point nine k, pretty cheap. Um, but obviously, Tim Tim is the defensive god. Bow down. <laughs> Uh, and bow down. I did. I did have one defense that I want to mention. I mentioned earlier them struggling, but I think Gerson is right in the sense that they've been struggling because their offense has been struggling. Uh, that's Kansas City, and mainly because Josh Allen is a turnover machine. I mean, he's good for at yep. least two turnovers a game. If True. Kansas City can do that to him at two point six, I think they're a viable defense as well. All right, let's get to the stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, why don't you take the floor here and give us your, your stack. Uh, no, go to Gerson first, because I'm going to change my stack since he took mine. Oh, okay, Gerson, go ahead with your stack. Well, I took yours. 
It's all right. Don't worry about it. Similar. It's a similar stack, but go ahead. Go ahead, Gerson. Give us yours. Uh, so, like I said earlier on, you want to get different. You're, you're going to have to get different at other positions, like rather than like the running back can be hard to fit in. But if I'm going like cheaper at running back and I'm fitting in this stack, I have to have this stack because I think it's the highest over, over the highest total game. It's the best game environment and everything. And I'm going to go to Allen, Josh Allen, Kincaid, Big, and Tim Boyd Rice. I have, I love Rice. I think he's a very talented wide receiver. Um, I would draft in him in Dynasty in the third round, sec- or late second round. And he would sometimes get drafted, overdrafted. And I was like, when, pe- when people overdrafted him, I'm like, mad prop. You, you see the talent. But I love I love the stack. Um, this could backfire in a big way, though. Because you're paying quite a bit for Dig, Kincaid, and Rice. Yeah. But there's no Kelsey. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 I also really like that stack with uh, Big Game Gabe instead of Stephon Diggs. You can save a little money there as well. Yep. All right, Tim, you had to do a quick pivot here with your your stack. Give us what you got. I did. I kind of talked earlier in the show about how much I like this spot for for you know the Colts and and the Bengals. So I'm going to go with the Bengals side of the stack. Uh, Jake Browning does it again. Back to Jamar Chase. They have another big game and uh, running it back with the you know kind of chalk of the slate in Zach Moss. Zach Moss. Yeah, I like that call. Good stuff. All right. So my uh, my stack is uh, Mr. Justin Fields with DJ Moore. We mentioned how you know Fields just looks to DJ Moore quite a bit. Uh, and then bringing it back with Amon Ra, who we didn't talk a whole lot about, but he's pretty much in play. Uh, I think I saw a stat that he's got 95 yards receiving or a touchdown in every single game this year. That's yep. consistency right there. And he's not the you know not the highest price guy in the slate, but he'll give you consistency week in and week out. So uh, that is my stack of the week. And now it's time for the sick call. And now the sick call of the week. Tim has got a tight end of his sick call. I, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear this one. <laughs> I do. So I don't really like uh, a lot of the low-end tight ends this week. I think they have a lot of warts. We talked about how much I like paying up for tight end this week. Uh, but one name that stuck out to me was Island Granson for the Indianapolis Colts. And that's because oh, yeah, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals are the worst matchup against tight ends. Um or I guess the best matchup, right? They, they give up the most points. We saw Pat Fryermuth have an absolute yeah. like career game against them a couple weeks ago because they leave that middle open in their too high shell coverage all the time. Uh, but the one thing that was interesting to me is that they also use him down the field a little bit, which means he does have the potential to break a long uh, touchdown at only 2,600. So uh, the reason I put this is I had a lineup earlier where I only had. 2600 available for a tight end when i stacked every other spot and it turned out that it was it was in a jake browning stack so i was like wait a minute jake browning jamar chase run it back with kylan granson nobody's gonna have that stack nope and i literally can play chalk in every other position and still have a unique lineup so that's why yeah that's a good call (laughs) i like it i like it gerson what you got for your sick call and, and I like Colin Granton. Uh, <laughs> I have him league. I mean, I like him. Um, so basically, only the dynasty degenerate know who he is. <laughs> Parker Washington. 
Penn State wide receiver, sixth round pick, special team player. Uh, apparently, he was a Monday night darling, right? And I'm yep, not he Monday was. Night, but, yeah, Monday night darling. And, and that was only because of one reason. Shout out to Kristen Kirk, my boy. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a good value last year in fantasy football. Um, but he's injured. He's out. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence is out. But if Parker Washington, at the price he is, I'm, I, I think hey, this is a sick call, man. Like, it ain't like we're trying to get cute here. 3K. I mean, 3K, unless you're not, hey, I mean, you know, unless you got uh, Kyle Granton, what, 2,600? Yeah, you're not getting cheaper than that. <laughs> I mean, but Parker Washington, I mean, his ownership is coming is, is at 0.47 right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's as sick as we get, man. Like, that is sick. And uh, it, it, this slate is pretty, pretty gnarly, man. Like, you can get different in a lot of ways. Yeah. Running back, wide receiver, and everything. But I just think that CJ Bessard, he's going to go out there and be like, yeah, is that guy? Boom, let's go. Is that, mm-mm. you know, he don't care. Like, he, he, you know, those backup quarterbacks that just go in there and be like, just sling it. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yep. I'm going to be a yep. backup again? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Right. Exactly. All right, so my sick call in traditional Jeff fashion uh, is one of those receivers that just needs that one play. Uh, he was the hero of week one, if you remember that game way back then uh, when he returned, uh, I believe, a kick That's or true. a punt for a touchdown. He has been getting more and more involved in the offense. Xavier Gibson uh, for the New York Jets had six targets yeah. last week for 77 yards. They're finding ways to get him the ball. He's so good in space. Uh, and he's one of those players at 3.1. If he can get, you know, a little bit of space, break one big one, uh, he will pay off his salary 100%. So uh, Xavier Gibson, who's ex- exciting, you know, he's a rookie. He's exciting to watch. He's, you know, he's trying to take it to the house every time he touches the ball. So, yeah, I like uh, I like Gibson this week as my as my sick call. So hopefully he gives me a, a, a hit, which I didn't mention for the first time in armchair fantasy history. We hit on all three of our sick calls last week. I had uh, I had Jamison Williams at three point six. Tim had Jonathan Mingo, and Brevin Jordan was also on the sick call list. So three for three on the sick call has never happened before. So uh, I wanted to shout that out as well. So let's keep up this this pace here and see if we can do it once again this week. I think it's a little bit tougher uh, with the guys we chose this week, but uh, you never know. All right, fellas, that wraps the podcast up. I want to thank everybody in the chat for hanging with us. I know uh, if you're on the East Coast, it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I appreciate you all jumping on and hanging out with us tonight. And if you're watching on replay, I appreciate you as well. Uh, G, it was good to get you back on the show, man. Uh, if you wanted to plug anything, I don't know if you're working on anything, if you're still in the in the Facebook group a, a lot or not, but go ahead and give us uh, your Twitter handle and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not doing very much in the fantasy industry. Everybody knows that. I've uh, just been busy with life. But, hey, man, thanks for having me back. I mean, this is the second time. Um, I feel like Michael Jordan with the version. I mean, first time was the Bulls version, but this time that, oh, my back kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. And all these guys, Jeff, Tim, you know, you guys know I love you guys. You guys are all awesome. Uh, for everybody in the Going For Two family, thanks for having me here. I mean, I know I wasn't here this season, but to be honest, but I'll you be were, back next season. You were here. You were here. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was right here. Yeah. But I'll be back next season, hopefully. Right. Hopefully, everybody, every, everything in life turns uh, gets a little bit slower, you know. But 
Um, it's always good to be on here, man. Going for Duke Comedy, it really was my heart cat, man. Good stuff, man. Love to have yeah, you Yeah, it's great to have you, G-Man. Uh, for me, you know, you can find me on Twitter at KetoDFS. And then uh, hop in our Facebook group, DFS Roundtable. Every week, I gather the best information from all around the internet and put it in one thread for you. Uh, so come join us. Good stuff. And I wanted to plug our holiday show one last time. Uh, December 20th, we will be having our annual holiday show. We just drink and play trivia. You didn't uh, give me an invite? I sent you an invite. You never responded to me, but that's okay, Gerson. I still love I'm not you. on Discord. You was on Discord? He <laughs> was on Discord, yep. I tagged you on Discord. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were still on Discord. I, I can still tag you on Discord, so you're still on there. Maybe you just don't go on often enough. But oh, I'm crashing that party. Hey, you're you're welcome to come. The more the more the merrier. But yeah, bad I guess, Santa style, bad Santa style. <laughs> got a lot of fun stuff playing, so please come join us. Jump in the chat. Uh, you know, like I said, we're doing some trivia, so it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. We're just gonna get drunk and and just have a good time. So that's December twentieth. Uh, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on this network. Uh, hey, I want to try something new. If you are watching this show on YouTube and you are still listening, drop who your lock of the week is in the comments. I, like I want to see some locks yeah. of the week from the fans, man. Or you got a sit call, throw that in the comments. We want to see who you think we should play. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Tim. We should do, make that a segment from now on. Have them drop in their locks and their sit calls in the in the comments. I love it. Good stuff. All right, for uh, for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. Good luck this week, and we will see y'all next week. Go, Pat, go! Peace.